Welcome to the Practical Church Revitalization Podcast. We look at revitalization in real time, examining the ups and downs of revitalizing and replanting historic and legacy churches throughout New England and the U.S. Now here's your hosts. And welcome back to the Practical Church Revitalization Podcast. I am your host, Don McKinnon. And with me this week is... Natalie. McKinnon. McKinnon. <laughs> um, so, we are... How, how, would we, how would we describe this? We are here because uh, during the time of this recording, Eric and Sarah are still on their... Anniversary? Little, yeah, their anniversary trip to uh, Florida, which is probably the best part to be in in the world because as I'm reading online, it seems like the rest of the um, nation has hit 2012, that, that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal where the world just seemed to freeze over. Like, yeah. Um, you probably haven't watched the no, news. No, ha- I've never seen that but, movie. No, no. The, the, the news, though, it's it's like there's an Arctic freeze. Oh, yeah, People yeah. Are freezing. Yep. Uh, I saw a, a video of uh, Franklin, Tennessee, a truck sliding down a hill. Wow. So, um, yeah, that's the place to be right now is Florida. So... Anyway, you said you had an update that you wanted to share? Well, I just had the uh, woman's breakfast Bible study on Saturday, and that went very well. We talked about living a life, uh, living, loving others like Christ loves us, and it's a very good uh, turnout, uplifting for all the women that came. Hmm. And now I've got to figure out the men's because our, our chef is going in for surgery. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those things where you cannot, you cannot uh, plan for, for what happens when things just kind of... Well, that's what's life happens. Yes. Yep. Oh, well, man. you and uh, your elder are going to be going to visit him tomorrow. Yep, yep. We will be taking a trip, and we're also doing a prayer drive around the town. town. So that's going to be fun. Good. So, anywho, um, so our topic today... Um, ooh, this oh. is kind of a good one, isn't it? It is. So It was something I suggested. Yeah, it's something you just suggested. So, um, <clears throat> can I say why? Yes, in fact, I was going to so, ask you okay. to introduce the subject. <laughs> so, um, the topic that we're going to be discussing this week is, is a pastor's wife a calling or not? And the reason why I suggested this as a topic to Don was because I am part of a pastor's wife support page on Facebook, and the question came up in one of the threads. So I was like, I started reading the thread, and I was like, this is a really interesting topic. And it could be a really interesting topic to discuss on the podcast. And you agreed. Mm-hmm. So. And I think, I think it is that, that thing, because a lot of people, and we've known them over, over um, our time in ministry and our lives, uh, that has been the big question is... Is a pastor's wife a calling? We've known some pastor's wives who basically 
I don't know how to... I, I don't want to say could care less, because that's not it, but they're just not part of the package, as uh, our, my, my, our mentor, you know, has said, you know, that... A pastor's wife is sort of thought of as a part of the package, you know, free labor for the church. Mm -hmm. There are wives that don't accept that. So I think before we really get into the uh, topic, topic, I should share a little bit of my story. So go ahead. Okay. So um, Don and I have been married for 22 years, and I started dating him at... 16. Mm -hmm. um, so I knew from the very first time that we had met that you had been called to be a pastor. Mm -hmm. um, I knew I knew I loved you. Um, I knew that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with you and I kind of was like, okay, he's going to be a pastor. I'm going to be a pastor's wife. I really fully didn't understand what that role meant or what that was going to look like. Mm -hmm. Um and it was something that I went after you proposed to me, and then we started to go through our premarital counseling. It really came clear to us that um, I had a lot of maturing to do because I really didn't like understand how much of a uh, you know how, how how much of a job it was. how much of a job it was going to be. Yeah, you know, um, and I kind of fought it for a long time. You know, I kind of kicked and screamed because I was like, all right, I love Dawn, but Lord, do I really want to be a pastor's wife kind mm -hmm. of thing. Um, you hear the good, the bad, the ugly, the ugly <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so it was really something that I had to, you know, um, it, a kind of a uh, journey between me and the Lord to come to the understanding of what that was going to mean. And was I ready to take that on and Pastor Jeff and Laura really helped us deal with that mm -hmm. um, you know and said you know when you when you uh, get ready to marry and you're going through that premature counsel and that's one thing but then you take into that whole idea of ministry full-time ministry together that's a whole different ballpark right you know of um, responsibilities and pressures and um, stresses you know good stress and bad stress right so i think it's just been a journey from where i was to where i am now and then i feel that when we got to new hope um you know you you were the youth pastor mm -hmm. so like we were talking you know it was a role that i started to grow into um, you know, originally I wasn't part of the youth ministry. Then I started getting more involved. Mm -hmm. um, I started to mentor and disciple the teen girls. Opportunities were presenting themselves. Even uh, counseling some of the mothers yep. of dealing with those girls who had dealt with some of the same issues I had dealt with as a teenager. Mm -hmm. So it was like I was finding my voice. Right. My foot in and where God, understanding what my spiritual gifts were. You know, God says when you're faithful in small things, he gives you bigger things to be faithful yes. in. Yes. And, I mean, that's that becomes the thing. It's like, um, I think with you, what I did see was um, you were very hesitant, even, even after we had gotten married. Yes. And... Um, 
you were unsure of yourselves, uh, you yourselves, <laughs> yourself. Um, in fact, uh, you know, one thing we had talked about before uh, we recorded this was um, you struggled with how you were going to, uh, you know, how could you possibly be a pastor's wife and mentor somebody who is 20, 25 years older than you? Right. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've even said it even today that, um, you know, I think that's that becomes a thing of uh, understanding exactly what Paul's telling Titus in Titus 2. You know, that um, you, you might be younger, but you have a maturity that probably that older person doesn't have in, mm-hmm. in, in your faith. So anyway, let's, uh, let's see what you got for your points, because you're, you're the one that wrote all the points down. So, <laughs> so I mean, this is going to be a, this is one of those topics that it's going to be kind of split down the middle, I think. Um, you know, is a pastor's wife a calling or is it not a calling? You know, when we decide that we're going to marry the man that God's brought into our lives, you know, the godly man that God's brought into our lives, and we find out that he wants to be a pastor or he's going to go into seminary, you know, we, to a certain degree, and that's why, of course, premarital counseling is so important, Mm -hmm. we have that choice of whether to say, yes, I want, this is my life, or no, this is not something that I think I want to get involved in, you know? Yeah. Um, when a church hires a pastor, <laughs> when a church hires a pastor, they're not hiring the pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. All right? That's something that churches have to understand. We are a team. We are partners in ministry. And one thing that I've really, really... Um, come to understand growing into this role is through the mentorship of my mentors um, even prior to you becoming a senior pastor or um, also just now with the people that I talk to, the pastor's wives is my main job we've talked about this in one of the other podcasts about is supporting you Mm -hmm. you know that is my main job as a pastor's wife is supporting you Right. Encouraging you and praying for you, praying with you. That is my main job. And I feel that anything else is going to be extra. Right. And, I mean, let's kind of also look at this. So um, some people might be kind of trying to wrestle with this, like, is it a calling? What do you mean it's a calling? Right. You know? um, so uh, probably the best thing that we can kind of lay out for our, our audience right now because we don't know we, we know uh, Natalie and I are Southern Baptist um, and I know that we probably have a whole spectrum of listeners right. from different denominations yeah yep. so we have to understand that it's common in other denominations for them to have people called uh, in within different things. So like Assemblies of God, which is where uh, my father was an ordained minister. Now, yeah. they ordain women, um, which, of course, Baptists, we don't agree with that. But um, it's not uncommon to see Assemblies of God list both the pastor and the wife as pastors of the church. 
And so they hold that as a calling for the pastor's wife. Um, that is she, that by name only, or is it actually? No, they, they actually they do it. They they do it. it. It's a lot different now than it was then. Okay. So I'm not I'm not quite fully um, up to date. You know, I mean, you, you got to remember, I'm going back to the late '70s, early '80s when my dad was active. But, right. Um, you know, that's the thing is that, um, you know, I think I, I think uh, we have um, a friend, Tom Idings, and his wife are both called the pastor of their church, which is an Assemblies of God church. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing where, where this can really kind of play into, uh, which we've discussed, is the Salvation Army. Um, the Salvation Army, from my understanding... Um, is they basically, when you want to get married and you're already, um, you know, in their service, it's kind of hard because they, they go by the titles, the ranks, like they are in the army. But my understanding is is that if a colonel or sergeant or whoever wants to get married, that they have to interview the, the potential wife yep. and, and go through all this stuff because... They, they consider it a true calling to be the wife of a minister. Right, right. So it's it's one of those things. Um, now, for us, we've we've said this, um, and I'll let you go, because you can describe the, the women that we've known in, in the thing, but, um, you know, f- there is that thing of, is it a calling? And, um, well, I'll just let you take it from here. <laughs> Well, I think it really depends on um, the situation of the church. Is it an established church? Is it a plant church? Is it a revitalization too? Um, we've known pastors' wives that have, they're very, very involved. They have their hands in everything. We've known pastors' wives that are, they 100% support their husband in everything he does, but they're more laid back kind of behind the scenes mm-hmm. and everything. And then there's ones that are kind of like, they're working a full-time job, they might have little ones at home. They're trying to balance all that with all those things. We also have a friend whose husband is a pastor. She does some stuff, she's got little ones at home, but she also does um, the administration work for another church mm-hmm. and everything. So it really all depends on each individual situation. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I... well, then let me let me throw this out. So, um, like, we have one pastor's wife who um, she had a she, you know she had to have her hand basically in everything. She was part of the women's auxiliary and um, all sorts of different things that you would expect. And in contrast, we had another pastor's wife, which I just said. Yeah. So, you know that those are the things, but. Was it a choice, though, of the pastor that pastor's wife, or was it an expectation of the congregation? And that's the question that becomes the big because thing. Because here's the thing. You know, when you come into the church that your husband pastors, and the church has these expectations of you, yep. you know, you have to be very upfront and honest with them and say, this is my main job is to support my husband. Mm-hmm. And depending on what, what the situation is, whether they... Um, 
whether you're more involved or not involved. And so, and then here, here was the thing that we threw in was another difference that there is within like the denominational standards, um, and where we kind of say this is like where where we could say it's a calling, because um, not that the wife is you know up there like um, you know getting drilled like can she truly be a pastor's wife, but. Uh, the Methodists, we, we talked about this. You grew up in a Methodist church. Um, where, well, for a time. A yeah, time. for a time. Yeah. But you, you saw this where um, after so many years. Seven years. Yeah, a, a Methodist pastor is sent to another. Regardless of whether the church is growing or not. Right. Even, even if the church is growing. But that denomination, they also answer to the Methodists. Right. But the, so, right. the point we have yes. in that is. That can wear on a pastor's wife. Absolutely. And you, I know you and your parents have said this, is that uh, there was a pastor who ended up going through a divorce because it was so hard on the family life of just up and moving, like getting getting close to everybody and then up mm. and moving. And, you know, that... In that regard, I think that it is a calling. But like us being Southern Baptist, you know, I'm here until God either calls me to another church or calls me home. You know, right? Um, I think we have to, you know, we we mar- we have to go into our the marriage full well, knowing full well that we're marrying a pastor. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that we have to have our hand in everything. Right. But. We have to set those boundaries. That's the key word. Mm-hmm. Is setting the boundaries. All yep. right. Understanding. We as a, I think as a pastor's wife, you have to be confident and comfortable in yourself. Yeah. Meaning that you have to know yourself. So here's the thing too that I was just thinking. This plays into it. I am not defined by. Dawn being Dawn's wife. Mm-hmm. I have to remember that I'm not just the pastor's wife. I'm Natalie. You know, I have my own separate interests. And, you know, if at a time there was a season where, um, you know, I couldn't serve as much as I do now, it would be okay. You would be okay with it. Mm-hmm. You, know? you, brought up, you brought up the thing, that, like, if God um, allowed you to conceive... Uh, you would want to you would want to step back and take that time to enjoy motherhood, right? You know, um, and, and the other thing too, I, I just thought of this that um, our, our elder Warren had thrown out was um, at his old church there was a huge debate because of all the work that the pastor's wife Claudette did there, and it got to the point where like a few people and it was the men not the women it was the men of the church that said we basically have her working for free doing all this work and she should actually be paid for the position and they ended up paying her as um, an administrator and that's actually something excuse me that's something I've actually uh, heard through a number of of, um, uh, connections Right. Out there, that that is actually becoming a growing uh, thought and and uh, area is that the pastor's wife, if she's going to work for the church, it's not so much as a volunteer position because of the great amount of work that pastors' wives get put on, you know, have put on them. They uh, they end up getting into a paid position within the church. Right. 
Right. So, and that could be much into a whole debate and conversation in and of itself. Right. I mean, I think it's just, too, we just got to learn to have boundaries. You know, like, I know this is not about, you know, the struggles of the pastor's wife. Mm -hmm. But I think that plays into this, too. Because, you know, is it a calling? Is it just, like, a calling by kind of name only? Meaning, mm. you know, my husband is a pastor, so I'm the pastor's wife. Yeah. You know, uh, when I've talked to some of the pastor's wives on the page that I'm part of on Facebook, some of the conversations I've had is they sit there and go, oh, I work outside the home. I have little ones at home. I don't serve in any particular ministry or oversee the woman's ministry or the children's. I just serve like any other congregant mm -hmm. from the congregation. And their husband's fine with that, yep. you know? Um, so it's about not putting false expectations on yourself, communicating with your congregation, you know, that you might be the pastor's wife, but that doesn't mean that you're obligated to serve in every ministry. Right. You know? But, you know, so I think it's kind of, it's a little bit of each for me. This is where I stand. Because... You were the one that was hired, not me. Mm -hmm. But we are in ministry together, and I am your partner in ministry. Right. And for that to happen, I have to support you. Mm -hmm. Because if I didn't like what I did, then that's going to cause resentment. Right. right. So it's really important to understand and know where you stand with this. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. I think... I think you know, yes, um, you are my partner in ministry. Um, you know, I love I love what Warren calls you, my good right hand. Um, you know, because you're you're sitting there. There are times where I'm exhausted, and I need you to just come in and, and kind of relieve me. You know, to say, hey, you know, we got to go do this or, or something. You know, if, or even if, if you're just having a tough Sunday and just come in and pray over you. Right, and so. These are the things that end up happening. So, I mean, when we come down to it, is it a calling? I think overall, any pastor who, you know, any, any pastor's wife, it is a calling. Whether or not you are in <clears throat> um, an actual ministry yourself within the church, um, overall, you know, a pastor's wife... <clears throat> has a specific calling. Uh, just look at uh, Aquila and Priscilla in, in um, Acts. Um, she, Priscilla had a, a duty there, you know. Um, I, in fact, me and Warren were going through this, and, you know, it points out that she, along with him, mentored and discipled Apollos. Uh, so there is a, a certain thing, but it doesn't mean that you have to be called to a specific ministry you know uh, most people you know uh, think of think of when you came here <laughs> when we came here <laughs> the pastor's mother um, was hugely disappointed that Natalie did not play the piano because she came from a time where basically you it was almost a requirement right that yeah, basically you you married a woman who played the piano that or, could, was, or could even sing yeah and that was that was the thing um, I just told her I said that just wasn't my gifting right you know um, so I mean that becomes that becomes the huge issue right out there in a lot of churches 
And right. Like they think that, some churches think that we're hiring the pastor so the pastor's wife is going to be just as involved. Right. You know? Um, yeah, like when you're in a revitalization, in the, especially in the early years, you there's going to be times where you do have to take on a lot. Mm-hmm. But you have to also know when to say no and sit there and say, you know, maybe this time is not the right time for that ministry or this is all I can do. I know it's needed, but I'll do this, but I can't do that. Right. And, and that's the thing. It's, it's overall within the church, uh, you know, we, we look at it. And I think, I think today we have a better understanding of how it can be draining on a pastor's wife and on the family, especially like if, if the pastor's wife has young kids. I mean, most, most pastor's kids I know of today are homeschooled. Mm. So, you know, the, the, they're already doing that in right. and of itself. Um, and then you're expecting them, like, and we, we talked about this last time we were here, you know, how many times people go to the pastor's wife to complain about the pastor. So, too, along those lines, you know, even if, you know, if we sit there and say yes to a certain degree, it is a calling, you know, but I'm not involved, you know, I'm this a pastor's wife's going to say, I'm not involved in this ministry, or I'm not overseeing this ministry. But because you're the pastor's wife, solely with that title, yeah. even though we don't want titles, because you have that title, even if you're more of a laid back kind of role, yeah. people are still going to come to you. Yeah. Women are going to come to you because they need another womanly perspective right. and advice. Right. So I think women need to realize that when they you know, get ready to marry a potential pastor or if they're really struggling with this role mm-hmm. to understand that you don't have to feel guilty for not doing something, but know that to a certain extent, people are still going to kind of look to you for that guidance, whether you want them to or not. It's kind of like Papa Jeff and Laura said in our counseling and different times that when you're in ministry, you're in a fishbowl. Yeah. You know, but it's really learning that, you know, about being transparent and saying, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm going to make mistakes. I have flaws just like you guys. I have days when I struggle. There are days when you're just not feeling it. Yeah. And you have to lean heavily on the Holy Spirit to get you through, you know, um, to be able to minister to those people that are coming to you and relying on you. Exactly. And and that becomes the thing, I think, is we sit there and, you know, the pastors, one, one thing that probably a lot of pastors um, struggle to understand with their own wives in, in, in the dynamic of uh, all the work. Like, yes, we know all the work that you do, but because I think pastors are wired a, a certain way, like... We're, we're more common to, you know, burn the candle at both ends and, and different things. We don't think about, like, dumping, you know, and we've, we've seen this in our own lives where uh, there was one pastor who just kept signing his wife up for everything. At Without the asking her. Yeah. yeah. And finally, she just had a break and said, enough. That's it. No more. Yeah. And it's something that we have to 
we have to understand, you know, um, if we can we can actually, uh, and you and I are guilty of this at times. Is we can we can go out on a date and we still are talking to the church, and we have to understand that this is the thing. Yes, there is a calling to being a pastor's wife, but there is also a calling to be a couple who God has created to be separate from the church. Can I just say something on that? Yeah. Like, you know, it's also, I think, just a thought that I was thinking about, you know, you're not just my husband, you're also my pastor. Right. So when you are tired at times of talking about the church in moments that I might need to, that's me sitting there saying I'm venting because I'm coming to terms with this or I'm struggling with this area. Don as not just my husband as my pastor, mm-hmm. you know. So it's understanding and seeing each other's perspective too, you know. Right. So you know, it, it, it's those things that we need to. Um, we need to. Um, I thought I stepped on your foot there. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, but it's those times that we need to to really sit down and and gather our thoughts. Um, and just really, you know, know that uh, you have a lot on your plate. Um, most pastors' wives do. Like we've said, they're, they're usually homeschooling. Um, they're hearing all the complaints. Uh, they're um, trying to figure out, you know, how to, how to budget. You know, let's even be honest on that. Um, you know, we're in a situation right now where... Uh, we're, we're, we're in a, uh, mission apartment, you know, we want to get out of it, uh, you know, we want to get into our own place, but for the pastor's wives that are sitting there and they're renting, you know, that they're able to rent and, and have their own home, they're trying to do the budgets and everything else. And then, you know, it, it does come on to that thing. Do we expect them with everything that they're doing? to take on these roles it it, it, to me yeah you know if they want to if they want to volunteer and work with the children or the youth or the choir or the worship team or whatever yeah do that but the church needs to understand too that your pastor's wife is just that the wife of your pastor and our main job is to support you right. and to encourage and, and, and you to help in the college family right. And, and, right. and all of that. Anything so. that other anything else is extra. Mm-hmm. Right. So anything else that you have? No, I think that pretty much sums up all right. the so, notes that wow. I think we're right at the half hour point. So with that, uh, I'll let you close us out. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's okay. Oh, all right. So <laughs> Don't put me on the spot. <laughs> so for my lovely wife, Natalie, and myself, Don McKinnon, pastor of Legacy Church in Sutton, Massachusetts, uh, we are saying God bless, have a good day, and we will see you soon.